1: and USA Today actually predicts the Detroit Lions' overall record for next year. What do the Pride Podcast think on that? And we have two big names showing up to camp today. What does that mean for the Detroit Lions' defense? Find out on episode 28 on the Pride Podcast.
2: What is going on guys welcome back to the pride podcast episode 28 on the blue wire network i'm tyler from lions nation
1: i'm pierre from detroit lions fan page what's going on everybody i'm malcolm i'm with the detroit lions video page
2: all right guys today in episode 28 training camp is here guys training camp is here so with training camp here We're going to talk about more competitions, like we did last week. If you guys listened to last week, we broke down some positions. This week, we're going to break down three more positions. So if you guys want to go back to episode 27, we broke down the offensive guard position, the cornerback position, and the running back position. And like I said, today we got three more positions. So, Malcolm, what position will you be talking about today on episode 28?
1: I am actually going to be talking about my favorite position that's on the defensive side of the ball right now. And I think this is going to be the strongest unit on the defensive side of the ball as well. I'm going to talk about the defensive line from the Detroit lions. Now what the defensive line is mainly going to be the defensive end and the defensive tackle. that I'm going to talk about today. Now we all know the locks who the guys who are pretty much locked in, they're not going nowhere. And that's something I don't I don't think nothing crazy is going to happen, but they're pretty much locked in. So the guys we're looking at, we have Trey Flowers. He's a lock. He ain't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, Romeo Okora, you know, he ain't going nowhere. Um, right. Got Snacks Harrison. He ain't going nowhere. Sean Robinson's not going anywhere. And Deshaun Hand is definitely not going anywhere. Now, these guys are the locks. Now, the guys who we're going to be taking a big look at during preseason training camp. And he's a guy that's going to be fighting for a roster spot. There's actually there's a few undrafted free agents. And there's some second-year players. And, you know, we do have our rookie, our seventh-round pick, P.J. Johnson. So, as far as um, the second-year player, we have John Atkins. He's in the mix. Kevin Strong, he's also in the mix. He's an undrafted free agent. Ray Smith, he's an undrafted free agent. He is in the mix as well. Darius Kilgo. He's in the mix for the roster Thank spot. You, yeah. And um, like I mentioned, um, PJ Johnson, as far as the defensive tackle. So those are the guys that they are actually in the mix right now. And then um, today, there's actually some breaking news that Ricky Jean-Francois had a visit today. So if he is actually, if they sign him, he could be a lot for that, that third defensive tackle. Now, it's not going to be handed to him, but he will be in the running to get that that job, right? Yeah, that's if they they go go ahead and sign him. Um, the Lions also have some defensive end players who are in the mix for a job as well. They have um, Mitchell Lowen; um, he's in the mix. He's a third-year player, and Jonathan Wynn; he's also in the mix for, as far as the defensive end. So there's going to be the, the, those are the battles. For the job, that that's going to be pretty interesting in in the defensive on the defensive line.
2: How many uh, defensive linemen do you see the Lions bringing to the season?
1: Um, I see them bringing. I see having four defensive tackles and possibly three defensive ends. Okay.
2: Um. And uh, do you see who's like a surprise one too? Like, do you have any surprise picks or?
1: As far as making a roster, you know, guys who I have locked in, they're definitely making a roster. And I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, you know P.J. Johnson makes a roster. If they sign, like I said, if they sign Ricky James wall, he's going to be a guy that's going to, I think, is going to make the roster because he knows the defense. You know, he's been there before. He's a veteran. I, I can see him making a roster definitely if he is signed. And one of the guys that could, like one of the undrafted free agents that could, um, make the roster is, is is Kevin Strong. I mean, I kind of like the kind of like what I have seen from him as far as coming out of college. I mean, he's a guy that could make the roster, so we we'll, we'll, we actually never know.
2: Yeah, it'll be definitely interesting to see. All right, Pierre, what position will you be
3: talking about today? I will be talking about the linebackers, both on ball and off the ball. Um, first of all, these are my locks, like what Mel said. I think these guys are locks. Uh, Jared Davis, he's not going anywhere. <clears throat> Devon Kennard, uh, Christian Jones, Jelani Tavai. I think Austin Bryant's also a lot because he was a fourth-round pick. Fourth-round pick, definitely. Those, That's pretty much with my locks. Now, so at the mic, we have JD. He's locked in. Right now at the will, the starter at the will, that's Christian Jones. With the jack, we got Devon Kennard and Austin Bryant. And then you have some competition. You have Malik Carney. He could be that third Jack, Jalen reeves may have been actually gained weight. He's fast too, so maybe they might move him to Jack. Okay. You have Steve Longa. You know, we know he's a linebacker. I don't think he's Jack. He's more probably Mike or Will. You have uh, Miles Killibrew, probably a Will, but he's mostly special teams. Same with Longa. And then you have like other guys on the bubble, kind of like Eric Lee. You know, he's been in that Patriots system. Was on the team and off last year on the practice squad.
2: Any uh, surprise guys you have making the team from that linebacker list?
3: yeah, I like Malik Carney i 'd like him as like the our third jack linebacker, if you will. Um, if he could contribute on special teams, I could see him making it, and I have Langa also making the team because they liked Langa a lot before his injury,
2: so yeah. he 's been in the system for a while too right. um, uh, is there a lot of fans been hyping around this guy named Troy Lamar, a kid from Clemson, who was a at one point was projected as like a top five linebacker, had an awful compliment, yeah. and then, you know, just went on drafted. the Lions signed him. What do, do you see with the lines with Trey Lamar?
3: Yeah, he can't cover to save his life. He's really good against the run, but he can't cover. And that's a liability for this defense. So I could see him as a practice squad candidate.
2: Okay, so you do not have Trey Lamar making the 53-man roster. I do not, no. Okay, so fans that do like Trey Lamar, you heard it here, Pierre does not have Trey Lamar making the fifty-three man <laughs> roster.
1: <laughs> there it is.
2: <laughs> now like if you like somehow like just balls out in preseason
3: and shows out in training camp, I'm all for it. But right now I don't see it happening.
2: Yeah, I agree. He he was pretty good at Clemson though, but uh I believe he ran a five point something. Five yeah, point zero like one, four
1: nine.
2: It was in the four? I thought
1: it was I in the five. It
2: was, like was it a five? The fives. It was in the fives. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was projected Ouch. to be like like a you know mid round pick, and then just had an awful, disgusting combine. Kind of similar to Isaac Nata a little bit, but uh not. I guess it. that's why I get the four nine from. Yeah, yeah. I think you mixed up the Isaac Nata, but he, he had a really bad combine and. You know, he just went undrafted. Lions picked him up, so we'll see how that goes. And a lot of fans are high on him just because of where he was projected to go in the draft.
1: I mean, he did go. He did go to a big school. He went to Clemson. Yeah, Clemson. And he was yeah. very, very productive in Clemson. So, you yeah. know, I, mean, I don't know.
2: Reuniting with uh, his teammate now, Austin Bryant. So, that'll
1: yeah. be interesting to see. I just want to bring this up out there. Um, Pierre actually brought up the linebackers, and I did. You know, the defensive line. Um, I just want to let all the Lions fans know that don't be surprised. If this is a top front seven unit in the NFL, I'm not saying yeah. they're going to be the best front seven unit in the NFL, but I won't be surprised you are in the top five. I mean, like, yeah, they're, they're that talented up front.
2: The names you have said, you know, the starting defensive line you named was right now was Trey Flowers, Snags, Harrison, A'shawn, and either Aquaran or Hand, you know? I mean, that's come on now. What kind of defensive I'm, line is that? That's really I'm telling concept. you, if they're, if they're
1: healthy, if they're healthy majority of the year, at least like nothing major. I don't predict I don't predict like any them giving up any hundred yard rushers.
2: I mean They're, yeah I, mean,
1: I, I don't I don't see are... it I don't I don't see it happening.
2: Yeah. yeah one no one player, was able to run the ball with us.
3: One one player, player, snacks. Yeah, one player that I think we're not talking about a lot and I think we should is Deshaun Hand. He was great as a rookie last oh my, year. Yeah. Like I feel like he doesn't get enough credit. He got hurt, but he was like balling. Like I actually see with this pass rush, I see like some Aaron Donald potential. I'm not saying he's Aaron Donald, yeah, we know. but I see some Aaron Donald potential. So, like rushing the pass,
1: pass. He's one of the guys who I'm. I want to see exactly how they're going to use him this year because last year they used him on third downs inside as like you know that that pass rush um that pass yeah. rush defensive tackle you know in, in inside. I don't see them just using him on third down. That guy's too good to to just use him on third down. I don't, I don't, I don't know what do you, they're going to do.
2: Do you guys think if we could redraft the 2018 draft? What do you guys think Deshaun Hen will go? Probably first, in the first round, round, first round,
1: first uh, round. Would,
2: would you guys? Think, I to say he he plays like a first round talent man. He does not is there, play like.
3: Was there round better talent.
1: defensive defensive lineman in in the draft last year?
3: <sighs> honestly, <laughs> I'm guessing there is, but honestly, I have to go back and look
1: who was drafted. I mean, yeah, Deshaun, yeah. I'm trying, I'm just trying to think. Like, was there a better defensive Deshaun Hen was.
2: Unreal last year. Yeah, I mean, he like, was he, he was really prominent. good,
1: and he I played mean, limited snap. He played limited snap, so
2: uh, yeah. uh, you imagine uh, him
1: if he had a full role. That's that. He, he was impressive, know. man. Yeah, I, I, I
2: him. He's a guy I'm one like I'd probably say I'm the most excited to see this. You know, this upcoming season, like to see how how much more he could grow. Honestly, in year two, yeah. I'm 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 excited to see him. Him and Tracy Walker, I, I I'm high on both those guys, man. I think they're going to be, you know, good for our defense. Yeah. Uh, all right. So the position I'm going to be talking about today, I'm going to go on the offense side of the ball. I'm going to talk about the wide receivers. So last week I talked about the offensive guards and I kind of give a you know good explanation of guys who I think are locks, who I think is going to start. So my locks right now at the wide receiver position are, I have only three locks right now. I have Kenny Galladay, I have Marvin Jones, and I have Danny Amendola. After, right. that, after that, I think it's a, it's a very interesting mix. You got guys like Jermaine Curse, Travis Fulgham. There's a uh, six round pick. They got year two Brandon Powell. Uh, they signed Tommy Lee Lewis from the New Orleans Saints. Chris Lacey, man, I Chris Lacey could. He, he was impressed last camp, and year two, I'm excited to see what Chris Lacey can do. Those are the guys I'm kind of interested. Who could see? So right now, I see the Lions having five wide receivers going into the season and four tight ends. So. <sighs> I said the three wide receivers with Galladay, Jones, and Amendola. I think Jermaine Curse makes it because of the Daryl Bevel connection right. and being that veteran. I think he'll make it. And the fifth spot was tough for me. You know, Brandon Powell was really impressive in the preseason last year. You know, he made the team. And I think if they really did not like him, they would have cut ties earlier. Because, I mean, they made him a healthy scratch almost every week early on in the season. So... Oh. You know, bringing him on for another year shows that they do like Brandon Powell. But, I mean, I don't know. It, having Travis Fulgham there, it's, it's tough. And then they went and signed Tommy Lewis and Chris Lacey. I don't know. This fifth spot is really a tough position. And I think it's going to be a great competition. It was kind of like last year. It was a really good competition. And I think this year is going to happen again, man. Right now, on this day, before training camp starts, I'm going to predict a rookie Travis Fogel making the fifth receiver spot mm. o- over Brandon Powell, Tommy Lee Lewis, and Chris Lacey. It's tough, man. It's going to be a, a very fun, interesting battle to watch throughout training camp and preseason for that fifth wide receiver spot. Because I think right now, like I said, the top three are locks. And then I think Jermaine Kirsch should be a lock, but I'm not totally confident in him because with the money they did give him, it's not all guaranteed money. It doesn't take a big cap loss to the lines if, you know, he's not that impressive. So we'll see what happens with that but i think with the darrell bevel connection he'll play pretty well and you know i'm excited to see what jermaine curse could do but that fifth wide receiver spot is tough and that's me assuming that they bring in five wide receivers into right. the season tyler so, uh,
3: i want to say something about Lacey. i he's 6'3" and has 4.43 speed i think he has like the most potential out of those guys but can he put it together
2: we'll see yeah it it's interesting man i i wouldn't be shocked like i said but I don't know, right now I'm going to go with the advantage of the draft pick that they took this year in, um, in Travis Fulgham.
3: That's fair.
2: But, but you know, it's obviously going to be interesting to see. Uh, you know, I'm excited, man. It's It was like last year. Last year I was interested to see who could win that last spot in the wide receiver. It was up to Brandon Powell Chase Billingsley and T.O. Redding at the time. Mm-hmm. And that was and that was an interesting battle. So I think it's going to be something similar this year to see who could win that, that fifth spot. But right now, on this day, I'm going to pick Travis
1: Fulgham. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be a very, very, very tight battle. And uh, that's the an interesting five interesting, uh, you have there, man. Um, the What I'm kind of concerned about is the, with those guys that you just said, and I, I get exactly why you picked those guys because um, I don't see them putting the rookie. As a practice goal player, I don't see him lasting long. I mean I know the team will pick him up really quick. So they yeah, kinda have to make on the waivers. Yeah, they, they kinda have to put him on the roster to lock him up. Now, the thing the only thing that kinda concerns me is if Amadola gets hurt, do we have a solid slot wide receiver to come in and take his spot?
2: Yeah, I mean we I, I think Jermaine Kurz could step into that role, into that slot wide receiver role. And <laughs> then I think I don't know, maybe you could go out in the market if, let's say, whenever that did happen. Hopefully, it never. we don't have to worry about that, it, but if it ever does yeah. happen.
1: And, and uh, I mean, if we put Powell, I mean, Powell, I, I can see him going back on the practice squad if, if he doesn't make the roster. Um, Will he stay there? Will he be able to stay there? That, that's the question. Do you think another team will yes. pick him up after, never after his never Week know. 17 performance? I mean, I don't know. You don't know. Yeah. I mean, it, it's <laughs> tough.
2: T.J. Jones might always be
1: out there um, oh, <laughs> uh, Danny Evendor has to go down. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, T.J. Jones, I mean, he played well week 17? Only uh, we week 17.
3: T.J. Jones, he's, we thought he was like more than a wide receiver four or five, but he's not. He oh, makes yeah. plays when like, when the pressure's not on him. When the pressure's on him, he struggled. Yeah. I wouldn't mind him back as a, like, we I have like an injury him. or something, I like him, but I don't like him as
2: a wide receiver three. I like him yeah. as a four or five.
1: Yeah. I agree.
2: Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah. If everyone's healthy, that's my group right now, those yeah. five guys.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's the only concern that I have right now is, do we have a solid backup slot?
2: Yeah. I mean, right now, I'd probably count on Jermaine Kirsch to be that guy just because I think Jermaine Kirsch could play a little bit of everywhere in that wide receiving group. He could play probably the can.
1: He could probably play the can. play slot.
2: Powell could play the slot, too.
1: But Paul, don't you, don't don't him him. you don't have a I, roster spot. You don't have a roster spot for him unless we I, put him on a practice squad and he survives the practice squad and nobody yeah. nobody signs him. And I then mean, something carry, does happen.
3: They could carry six wide receivers though. We don't know. Like, or there could be they, injuries. You just don't know what's going to happen yet.
2: Oh yeah, they they definitely could. This is my just my prediction right now. I right. have five. I could see six. I think they brought six going to the season last year, if I'm not mistaken. If and they so, pick six, I
1: mean, who do you have coming? we have seeing?
2: No, oh, man.
1: He's got to pick one more.
2: Uh I'll say Brandon Powell because you made okay. a good point of a, a backup uh, slot receiver. But Tommy Lewis could be in that discussion, too, because he could play the okay. slot, too. So yeah. I don't know. That's tough, man. It's going to be it's going to be interesting. If I had to choose right now, I'm going to say Brandon Powell because they did carry him all season last year. You know, they carried him on the roster all year last year. So they were obviously high on him to do that. So, dude, you're on
3: one guy, Andy Jones. They like him a lot, too. I'm going to say Andy Jones. I,
2: I, I'm i not the biggest Andy Jones fan. I think he's a good special teams.
3: Yeah, that's why, though. He could play offense and special teams. I mean, like, as a wide I, receiver of five, when you could do more than one thing versus just one
2: thing, you have more value to the team. I actually had him on my list. I didn't even put him in the bubble discussion.
1: You though. Scratch I put him him off,
2: you scratch I, him off my list? I, I scratched him off my list, actually. I,
0: had <laughs> <my>
3: scr- <laughs> I believe when uh, when Marvin and Kenny was out, it was him and Lacey and Amendola starting. Lacey oh, got man. hurt, though. I believe it, it was something like that. That's they it. actually had Andy Jones uh, playing wide receiver. I was reading that, like, Tease Tabor was covering Andy Jones. So.
2: Okay, yeah, I, I, I think Andy Jones burned him four times. You about,
1: <laughs> that's, that's behind us. We're at training camp now, guys. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Alright, let's, let's get into the next topic. Alright, guys, did you guys see what USA Today, today predicted our are the lines record to be? Oh no, you did. Uh, did you see what Nate Davis predicted minute. the lines no, to be this you year? you di- Yeah, three one three, Detroit area code. Oh no, I don't think that's what he meant. <laughs> i didn't even i didn't even notice that honestly till right now since he said that.
1: Just, I didn't notice that either. Well,
2: but this guy named Nate Davis said it is difficult. For Matt Patricia to improve on his six and ten debut, what four of their eight home dates come against two thousand eighteen playoff teams, and that doesn't include the Packers or Vikings. Two West Coast trips in the season in the first half is unlikely to help either. So Get the fuck this guy out Nate Davis is sleeping on the Detroit Lions, thinking they're going to go three and thirteen. And I just want to tell you, he had the Packers going eleven and five. He said, what is he smoking? <laughs> <laughs> and he had the Vikings going 10 and 6. And then, the, and then the Bears going 9 and 7. So, <laughs> I, I, I don't, I, I, have, I have no words. I don't know what to say about these predictions. And I mean, I know, what do I say about Nate Davis's prediction? 3 and 13?
0: What kind of shit like, is that?
2: that? That is bare. That, what would happen? Okay. I don't want to ask you that opinion. If the Lions actually did go three and thirteen, what would what would you guys do? If w- <laughs> Come on, Pookie, let's burn this motherfucker down. Come on, Pookie, let's burn this motherfucker down.
3: It would be because if we went three and thirteen, it'd have to be like a major injury or like major injuries all across the board.
2: What would you guys do if the Lions went three and thirteen? I don't want to talk about what I do. <laughs>
3: what
2: would, like, like like what's the possibility? Like what would you like I'm trying to think, what would I actually do if the Lions went three and thirteen this this upcoming season and they were the worst team in the NFL? I
3: like, really?
2: look at top prospects. <laughs> <laughs> That's a positive thing.
1: I like, I like, I like where, the way Pierre's thinking. I mean, I've been there before. I, I know how it feels. I mean, I, I, I watched you know, us go roster, 3-13. Watch us go this 0-18, 0-18. This oh. roster. The thing is, am I surprised? Am I surprised at the media? USA Today. Am I surprised that they think we're going to go 3-13? Absolutely not.
3: Well, it's not like all USC. It's Nate Davis, I
1: believe. His Nate name. Davis. Nate Davis. I mean, you you look at most of the media, most of the prediction that coming from NFL Network. A lot of people they have was not winning a lot of games.
3: I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think these media. They just saw a record. They saw what was going on. Like last year, all these stupid rumors. People not buying the team. Blah blah blah. I'm gonna be honest. I think it's like they haven't really watched tape on the lines. They don't know how the lines defense is. They don't really like. They, I don't know how to say it. They don't. We had a lot of injuries too. I know I'm making excuses right now or whatever, but I don't think they actually know like what's going on. Like we signed Trey Flowers, we signed Justin Coleman, we signed Jesse James, we brought in a new offensive coordinator. Our quarterback is healthy. Our team is healthy. You know, so I don't think you should be sleeping. Also, C.J. Anderson, he's a heck of a back. I like C.J.
2: This might sound a little over the top. But I really believe podcasting is the best way to know about a team and really get a good sense of the team. If you're listening on ESPN or on NFL Network, you kind of are just going to get the statement that they're not, they're not looking at little every move that – let's say we are with the Detroit Lions. We know a little bit of everything about the Detroit Lions. We can tell you more about the Detroit Lions than someone on NFL Network could or someone on USA Today will because we are studying just this one team. And I really believe if you wanted to just get a good sense of a team, I believe podcasting is the way to go. And I'm not just trying to say that for us. I'm saying that for any podcast. I'm saying if you want to listen, if you want to know more about the Chargers when we're playing them week two, go listen to a Chargers podcast. I think you'll get way better knowledge on a team from podcasting. And that's just my two cents on it. You guys don't have to take my opinion on it. But I I just never agreed with listening to those big networks that just – in my opinion, like Pierre said, they just kind of go by rumors, by little st- – like, you know, the big headlines they go by. I agree. They, just, they, they don't go by knowing what the Lions have done. Like, I don't think they understand, like, all the – I think they do understand. I just don't think they look as deep into it as we do or some other Lions fans do about the Lions. So I think it's a whole different philosophy, and I really believe if you want to get a better sense of sports and you want to get a better sense of a team – and I'm not just saying us, not the Pride Podcast, but I'm saying just any podcast. And I'm not any podcast, but you know what I mean. Uh, you'll get a better two cents of the team by listening to someone that actually watches the team on a daily basis than someone that just watches the national media games. I agree.
1: Yeah, so. I, I agree, hundred percent.
2: And that, um, that's my two cents on now, it.
1: Now, what I think on it, to be honest, is that I mean, I kind of see that. They, I, I get that they're looking at the schedules and they're basing a record off of schedules and from the strength of the opponents from last year and yada, yada, yada. I I, I mean, there's some teams are, that were playoff teams last year that might not be as good this year. So, I mean, you can't always go by what a team was last year, what they're going to be this year. I mean, I it it just it just doesn't make sense. And then if you look at it as an aspect of, do they really think that we're 6-10 last year? They know we're 6-10 last year. Do they feel like this roster that we have now is a... It's a, it's a weaker team than we had last year. Like, do, do, they, do they feel like we upgraded or do they... Like, I, 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 don't, I don't get it. I don't get uh, it. We had think. so much stuff going on last year. We had injuries. We had Jim Bob. Not, di- no, no good depth. I mean, there was no production from tight end at all. There was like no production from the tight end exactly. because of Jim Bob.
3: And then Karrion got hurt. on got hurt. Garrett declined like, in the middle of our eyes, literally.
1: We were from week one to week seven. We were ranked 32 in rushing in our rushing defense. We got Snacks Harrison, mm-hmm. and then we went to number. T- we went to 10th. Yeah.
2: yeah, I I, I mentioned it. if the Lions had Snacks Harrison the start the season with Golden Tape, they would have been probably like four and two or a, five and two by the deadline.
1: We'll definitely had at least three more wins.
2: Yeah, that's. So I think it was
3: five. At least,
1: at least three more wins. That so would have made us a nine and seventeen. But it's not.
3: That Niners running back broke out against us. Whatever his name is, Matt or whatever. Everybody broke out, everybody yeah, broke out against yeah, us.
2: I, I had him on fantasy on my bench.
1: <laughs> the Jets running back broke out against us.
2: Yeah, the, the power.
1: Niners power went off. Zeke, Every, Zeke, everybody. Zeke got
2: a Zeke. <laughs> Zeke had a two hundred, two hundred almost. Yeah, receiving in rushing. That was, that the was it.
1: Was it was an awful first stretch. That that first yeah. half was really bad, but and they man, they it looked- got it, they pulled it together. And I think this year is going to be, I think it's going to be a really, a much better team.
3: And what you have to consider also is like the players were adjusting to the scheme. They were thinking now that they year two in the scheme, like defense, defensively, I think they're going to be more comfortable. They'll be ready to go. They'll, they'll play better, you know, instead of like thinking they'll react.
2: You yeah. see what I was saying about Nate Davis, Nate Davis doesn't know all that stuff we were just talking about right now. He doesn't like, know about the adjustment curve of year two players of, you know, uh, knowing the system, I don't think he really knows how. You know, like the system could fit some of these players better. Like Rashawn Melvin had a down year in the Oak- on the Oakland Raiders. I think he could be a lot better player this year with Matt Patricia and the Lions. You know, I agree. So I think fits is not what he's like accumulating it into his article right now, and that's just three and thirteen is just something that's too low, man. Like if you want to say six and ten. I still think that's like very <laughs> low, but like at least three and thirteen, like do you know how low that is? That's, that's that's the worst
1: team in the league, right? That would be the worst team in the league. Like, that means I the Buccaneers think... is better than us. That means I know what
3: it is, with the media it's like Stafford had a down year, Matt, they don't really trust Patricia because like of the Patriot tree or whatever, all that bullshit. It's
1: because we're the I Lions.
3: Uh... I just, I just, I just don't
2: understand how how do you get worse from last season? Like last year was a bare minimum for the Lions.
1: Well, all all I'm going to say is, if if they're going to sleep on us, man, let them sleep on us. I mean, they've been sleeping on us for years. Speaking of sleep. I want everybody to look at the world's tech leaders and high growth startup CEOs. I bet you wonder, how in the world do they have that kind of inexhaustible energy to do what they do? The answer will surprise you. The latest trend with top tech leaders is sleep optimization. While most Americans are not getting the sleep they need, tech founders and CEOs are optimizing their sleep to perform at a peak level every day. The first step, the pod. by Eight Sleep, the ultimate sleep machine. The pod is the first and only high-tech bed designed to help you achieve your peak mind and body performance. Are you looking to sleep deeper? The pod dramatically adjusts the temperature on each side of the bed so you're sleeping portable all night. Do you want to know your sleep intel? The pod tracks your biometrics while you sleep with no need for wearable technology. Do you want to sleep better? Enjoy personalized programs and coaching designed by experts guiding you towards true sleep fitness. Because the better you sleep, the better you are at everything. Try the pod for 100 nights. And if you don't love it, we'll refund you your purchase and arrange a free pickup only at 8sleep.com/bluewire now I want to let you know they're already sold out their first two batches so they're going fast for a limited time you get $150 off your purchase when you go to 8sleep.com/bluewire that's e i g h t sleep.com slash Wire. Tell them Malcolm sent you.
0: Alright, we start with breaking news on this sports center. Moves already being made. The Eagles landing a new defensive tackle according to our Josina Anderson. Former Jaguar Malik Jackson... Receivers, the Lions announcing they have signed veteran Danny Amendola. ESPN reports it's a one-year deal worth up to five point seven five million.
1: All right, everybody, um, welcome to Around the League with Malcolm. Let's go! <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of people are excited to hear what's going on around the league, I'm and today we're going to kick it off in Atlanta. You know, it seems like we've been talking about Atlanta every single week, but in Atlanta. Falcons safety, J.J. Wilcox tears his ACL in practice and will miss the whole 2019 season. Not a good start for Atlanta in Washington. The man that actually turned butt fumbling into a new football trend, Mark (laughs) Mark Sanchez, is hanging up the cleats and is retiring from the NFL. He's not. Great career for Mark. (laughs) he's actually becoming an ESPN and and, an ABC college analyst. So, I mean, that's clues to him. Hopefully he's actually good at that. Um, Sanchez was actually drafted by the New York Jets. He actually went to -to back-to-back AFC championships games. And this is the funny thing. I remember when when he got drafted, everybody was like, oh, he's better than Stafford and blah, blah, blah. Stafford, yeah. (laughs) I think he's better than Stafford now. Um, From the Jets, he he was in the Jets from 2009 to 2012. Played at the Eagles in 2014 to 2015. Played with Dallas in 2016. And he ended his career in Washington in 2018. So, good luck, good luck to him. Um, staying in Washington, uh, left tackle Trent Williams is actually requested for a trade or release from an organization this offseason. Wow, Williams, that's huge. Actually, yeah, that's huge. Williams, who already skipped mandatory minicamp, camp, is actually expected to miss the entire training camp. Now, Williams not only wants a new contract, but he's actually really, really upset the way they handled his tumor they had in his in his scalp earlier this offseason. Williams has two years left on his contract deal for twenty-seven million, which none is guaranteed. And I believe if he doesn't play, I believe is Eric Flowers from the Giants last year is going to take his spot. Yes. Not good. <laughs>
3: Yeah, you don't want Eric Flowers starting on your offensive line with any position. It's just a big yikes. I remember Ziggy. I just remember Ziggy Ansah destroying him in 2017 on Monday Night Football. <laughs> I remember every time he was going against a pass rusher, that pass rusher would destroy his life. Yeah, Ziggy had like
2: three sacks on him that game. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, that's not good. Um, Hopefully he comes back. If not... Eric Flowers! Eric Flowers.
2: <laughs> you know, oh. Trent Williams
3: is a top five left tackle. For those that don't know Trent Williams, he's a Beast, he is. Yeah, he, he is. He, he's, he is. Done. he's not that old. He's like thirty-one. He's not like super old, super he's th-
1: young. He's, he's he's exactly thirty-one. And in the last news of the day, in Seattle, the NFL actually announced that they will be suspending Jern Reed, and he actually served a six-game suspension for the twenty-nineteen season. Wow. Um, the suspension is actually due for from an investigation that the NFL conducted regarding assault on a female. What is going on with these players and females? Yeah, but can
3: I say something? This was in 2017. Okay, this was in
1: 2017.
3: Nah, what I don't understand is Tyree Kill. There is video evidence, not video evidence. There's like a sound evidence, right? I think Tyree Kill. I love the player. Like I like how he plays on the field. But I think for what that audio shows, that he should get suspended. You can't suspend Jaron Reed for six games and not suspend Tyreek Hill at all.
1: What, what I'm shocked I think is the
3: NFL system, like their their like system is flawed with like their rules and stuff. I think it's so, rigged. It's rigged. They want to see it's, it's, the
1: polemic on the fields. It's a money thing. It's a money thing. If Jaron Reed was a Pro Bowl.
2: If that was Aaron Donald, they would
3: if not. that
1: him. was Aaron Donald, exactly. If that was Aaron Donald, he would get a he would get a slap on the wrist. He would get a well, pass. I wouldn't
3: necessarily say that because they've done that with Zeke and Tom Brady. You know, they've suspended them before for, like, stupid reasons.
1: Zeke had to get in trouble, like, countless times over until they had to say enough. It was I'm like...
3: just saying, I just think, like, the NFL system should be fair. I don't think, like, they should, like... I agree. It, it Jerron Reed, first of all, Jeron Reed, he's a heck of a player. He like, he's cleaned up his act. He's, he like... You haven't really heard anything from him. so
1: what's shocked, what shocked me about about this news is that um, Reed was never charged or convicted with, with any assault from any of this. That's what I'm
3: saying. That's such bullshit. You suspended never, he
1: player. Was, was never charged, and the league just went by. Uh, they did an investigation. They, there was an audio. They pretty much said, and I'm, and I'm not going to go through exactly what he said, but in lines of, you should be scared of me too. That's a, that's they suspended him for that.
3: That's just like let's get like that's just like a different subject for a day. And but, that
1: uh, is yeah. that is it. With the round league with Malcolm. Your
3: summertime is pool time. All pool owners know the hardest thing about owning a pool is keeping the water safe. Testing your pool water is easy, but figuring out what to put in it can be a pain. Sutro has solved that problem. Sutro's free pool chemical calculator takes the hassle out of treating your pool. Our simple text-based interface allows you to test, text, and then treat your pool. Go to mysutro.com slash bluewire to sign up for Sutro's free pool calculator. If you own a pool or have, or you have friends or family who do, tell them about Sutro. It's the simple, safe, and convenient way to keep your pool water safe. Take the guestrick out of pool work with Sutro. Sign up for free at my that's Sutro S U T R O dot com slash Bluewire.
2: Alright, guys, for our next topic. Wait, 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 hold up. Did you guys hear that? Whoa, that is, whoa. Whoa, up, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa, you guys whoa hear like,
1: that? Sounds like an alarm, you ask me. A siren? An alarm? Do
2: you know what, what that a means? Siren. That,
1: what what that does
2: that mean? mean? Damon Snacks Harrison and cornerback Darius Slate! will be reporting to training camp per ESPN and per NFL network. They will be at training camp, guys. You heard that right. Darius Slay and Damon Snacks Harrison, yes, will report to training camp. All the talk, all the reporting, will they be there? It's over. They will be at training camp. And I asked you guys this question last week. Were you guys concerned? You guys told me no. So, Pierre, start this off. How excited are you? That All right, I'm super started? excited because if they didn't show up, that's where I'd have my concerns
3: because we know Drew Rosenhaus, how he handled the AB situation, how he's handled other situations. Drew Rosenhaus, but let's just put it this way, GMs don't really like dealing with him sometimes. He asks for races a lot. He asks players to be traded. He's like a little nutcase to deal with. But I'm just excited that Snacks and Slayer are showing up. He did meet with the Lions. I'm guessing like the Lions basically told him, look, if your guys show up, They perform, we'll pay them or something. They probably had like a small agreement, you know. So I'm just excited that they're showing up.
2: Yeah, uh, in my opinion on it, I said this from last week on the podcast. And I think Malcolm agreed with me this. I said the Lions had the leverage in the situation with the contract situation and their ages. And it doesn't shock me that the Lions did not get a deal done yet with them just because of the two years left on their deal. Relating to what they've done, the Patriot Way. Relating what the Patriot Way has done before, I'm not surprised at all. They have not, you know, readjusted their contracts yet. And I could see what uh, Pierre was saying. Maybe it's a future agreement. You know, maybe agree to something right now, and then we'll pay them if they show up. Which you know, maybe that they can get those guys motivated and you know want them to play well. It's regardless a very exciting time. I'm excited to see what those guys could bring. You know, we missed them during OTAs, but, you know, they're coming at the right time. Training camp, preseason, regular season's coming up, man. We need those guys. So it's huge that those guys are coming. And honestly, I was getting a little concerned. not going to lie. I thought maybe one of them would not show up to training camp potentially. But you know what? We didn't have to worry about that. They will both be there for training camp, and I can't be more excited. And, you know,
3: we saw the Lions without Slay last year. And Snacks. Well, Rob, was like, the first well, before we had snacks, yeah. I mean, we saw like those guys are probably they're like the heartbeat of our defense, if you say,
2: or whatever. Malcolm said they were the 32nd rushing defense without snacks, so they need snacks, right?
1: Yeah, they, they need snacks. Snacks all um, made everybody around them better. You could, you could see the production from Ashawn when he had snacks next to him. Jerry Davis, um, he benefited from snacks,
3: Christian Jones benefited too, Christian
1: Jones. The, the, the whole the whole front seven benefited from snacks, so uh, this is a very big, is a big weight lifted off all Lions fans and everybody's shoulders because they're they're showing up to the camp. They're going to be ready to go, and like like you guys said, man, uh, we're all excited.
2: I, I agree. Uh, I wouldn't say this is all over yet. It's definitely it's not, not over. over. It's definitely it's not, not over yet. It. But it's at least encouraging and positive that the Lions. Got their guys for training camp and they're there for the first day. They're not missing a beat. And, you know, my concern was maybe they will take some time off training camp. I wasn't really concerned about the regular season, but now they're in sync. They will be in sync with the Lions defense from day one, you know, of having all those guys ready. It's huge to have them right at the start of the camp and not have them just come midway through preseason or something like that. So to get this, you know, having them there early it's it's very encouraging and uh you know i'm i'm obviously excited and like you guys said man we'll see all right guys that's a wrap for episode 28 of the pride podcast i'm so excited football is back training camp preseason's coming up sooner than rather than later regular season's about a month and something away i'm excited man i don't know i can't even count anymore i'm so excited for football but i'm tyler from line station I'm Pierre from Detroit Lions fan page.
1: I am Malcolm. I'm with the Detroit Lions video page.
3: All right, Lions fans, take care. All right, guys. Peace out.
1: Peace.
2: Pride Podcast is sponsored by The D-Line, a lifestyle brand celebrated by Detroit and the great state of Michigan. This is TheDline.com for awesome apparel, stickers, and more. TheDline.com for Detroiters made by Detroiters.